Hello friends, this is a special introduction for me. Say hello to my actual friends, Hannah, Becca, and Abby. These three met in the School of Nursing, and I personally met them through a local church here in Ohio. It is my delight to introduce them to you as they share about their travel adventures, their love of the local church, and life after graduation. I miss you all, and I will see you in Arizona very soon. Now here's your host, Mark Weinstein. Thank you, Sarah, and hello, everyone. I'm Mark Weinstein, and welcome back to another episode of the Cedarville Stories podcast. Today, I have on the program three nurses who have made their mission to care for others wherever they may live. I tell you, they've been around the country. I'm talking today with Hannah Nacella, Abby Nihilus, and Becca Colon, all three who graduated from Cedarville University's School of Nursing and today are known as traveling nurses because they go from city to city to care for the health needs of patients. We'll discuss at greater length their story and how they joined together as travel nurses and what they've learned along the way. Hannah Nacella graduated from Cedarville in 2020 with her nursing interest in progressive care. She is originally from Wellington, Ohio, and while she was a student, she was involved with the Discipleship Council. The second nurse on the program is Abby Nihilus, a 2019 graduate from Lakeland, Florida. Abby has worked in the oncology unit at various hospitals during her short career, and finally, Joining me today is Becca Cologne, a 2019 graduate of Cedarville who enjoys working in pediatrics and has spent some time working at Dayton Children's Hospital. Welcome, ladies, to the podcast. It's great to have you in the program. We're happy to be here. Thanks for having us. So for starters, Abby and Becca and Hannah, first of all, it's great to have you in the studio. How did the three of you first meet? I presume you met in nursing classes or gen ed classes, but is there a backstory that someone wants to share? Yeah, um, me and Hannah met our freshman year. The actually first day of classes, we met um, our advisor, introduced us all as a group, and we had to introduce each other. So we had to kind of learn as much as we could in a minute or two, and then we had to introduce this total stranger to yeah. the class. Um, and so right off the bat, we knew we were going to be close. Our parents actually knew each other. Um, they were pastors together in the Wellington, Elyria area. And so we kind of hit it right off. Our parents knew each other, so we became friends quickly. Did yeah. I hear before we started recording that you guys were in the same nursery together? Yes, yes. Yeah. Apparently there's a picture somewhere, but we've never seen it. <laughs> We'd love to see that. Yeah, that'd be a great picture to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I know the three of you are leaving soon from Dayton to take your next nursing gig in Tucson, Arizona. And for the first time in a while, it's, it's going to be at the same hospital, which yeah. is really neat. We'll talk about that. Before we move into that conversation, I heard about a great summer vacation that you guys recently <laughs> took to the West Coast. Where did you go? What did you do? And what did you learn? We flew into San Francisco and we kind of had this whole trip mapped out for the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. We um, kind of went to a few national parks, drove all over, mostly hiking, a little bit of sightseeing. But we kind of saw a blog on the internet of this girl who did a similar trip, so we kind of based it off of that, but did things that none of us have done. Abby had been to a few of the places, but it was pretty much new for all of us. So we took 15-day road trip, got a rental car, and drove about three hours a day to get to destinations and did lots of hiking. So, so what was your furthest destination that you went to? We went all the way up to Seattle, okay. I think was the, yeah. the furthest. Okay, and mm -hmm. what was a highlight? Um, for me, we went to um, Samuel H. Boardman, which is not a national park, but it's right there on the coast of Oregon. And it was 
beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. It has like these rock formations and um, natural bridges, and it was just, it was breathtaking. It was okay. beautiful. How so. about you, Abby? Um, I loved that as well. We also did um, Mount Rainier. That was beautiful. It's wildflower season in the summer, and so we got to see some of those wildflowers, and it was just breathtaking to see all the that God has created and just very cool experience. So it's really neat to, to see college students after they've graduated, you know, stick together like you guys have. As you were planning the trip, was there any fear like of the unknown or we've never done this before? Although you guys have traveled the country, so you shouldn't be fearful of anything, but <laughs> was there any trepidation or fear as you were planning? I think the most interesting part was planning the hotels and not knowing the areas and trying not to get motels with doors on the outside just because we're three young women and right. you never know. So I think that was a little bit scary. Probably just that part, really. Yeah. But as a whole, it's nice to have three people instead of just two. I feel like we feel safer because there's three of us. And oh, yeah. We get to go together. And you guys were always together, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, always what, together. What a time you guys had, I'm sure. <laughs> the stories you'll be able to tell your kids and grandkids will be amazing. So as we move on the podcast, I'd like to reflect back to when you guys were college students. When did you think that you wanted to become a travel nurse? And how did that idea ever come to your mind? Let's start with Abby. Yeah, I think I had always heard about it. Um, ever since I wanted to become a nurse, it was always kind of in the back of my head. Um, but it was like this long time goal, like maybe five years in the future, 10 yeah. years in the future. Um, and I think it has become something that's way more accessible now. Um, so it was very cool that we got to start our careers, do two years and then go straight into travel nursing because we all love to travel. Um, so that was just really cool. Do you think travel nursing has become more popular because of COVID? 100%. Just because the hospitals are really struggling right now, just right. with staffing, um, COVID has made people just not stay in the profession very long. So nurses are retiring way earlier, and so they just don't have the staff for it. So they need a lot more faster. So people are doing travel nursing, and you can do it in the city that you live as long as it's 50 miles away from your home address. Um, you can, And you get paid more. You're able to um, – just the flexibility is a lot higher. So – Prior to COVID, I, I think uh, some states didn't allow nurses to practice in other states. Yeah. But that went away with COVID, right? Well, the licensing is still a huge problem, I would say. It's hard to get your license in other states because of money and time. But they are moving towards a, not a global, but a national Okay. license, which would be super helpful. But right now you still have to get a license for each state, most states. So as you go to Arizona, you need to get an Arizona license. Yes. yes. And I assume that's already taken place. Yes. yes. So in regard to nursing, obviously it's a profession that you've wanted to get involved in. When and how did you get that interest in nursing? For me, it my mom was a nurse and so was my grandma. So growing up hearing my mom's stories just always really interested me. And I knew that was something that I would really like to do. And so when I came to Cedarville and saw that they had a really good program, and as I started, it was just very clear that that's what the Lord wanted me to do. Yeah. And I've loved it. You want to be a nurse. You heard Cedarville had a good nursing program. What makes Cedarville's nursing program so good in your perspective? Um, definitely it's the emphasis on the patient as a holistic being and like the spiritual aspect as well. Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of other schools have great programs 
and um, great professors, everything, but they really put an emphasis on what you will be teaching and helping a patient with that's not just physical, but also what they're going with mentally yeah. and spiritually. Yeah. And that has been so helpful in the profession because people really do sometimes just need to talk. And it's not just um, their physical things that you're helping them with. You really just have to sometimes pray with them, listen to them. And coming from a believer's perspective, that's what they need. Yeah. And um, so Cedarville really offers that um, teaching and that early training when you're learning everything else. And that's just invaluable. Yeah. Hannah, thank you for that. So the other two, Abby and Becca, did you have any family history that drove you toward nursing or how did you get interested in nursing? Let's start with Becca. Yeah. My cousin, she is actually a nurse. She's about know, 20 years older than me or so, 15, 20 years older. Um, and she went to a community college, but I was the first one in my family actually to go to an actual college for your program. And my youth pastor's wife came to my youth group when I was a freshman, and she told me that she went to Cedarville, her and her husband, and she was a nursing major. And it was kind of a God thing in that moment. I just knew that I was going to be a nurse um, and kind of follow in her footsteps. I had never heard of Cedarville before that, yeah. um, but I just kind of knew that's where the Lord was leading me. So that's how I chose and, it. And, and in the short period of time that you've been a nurse, you've loved it, right? Yeah. I can see it, it in your eyes. Yeah. How about you, Abby? Yeah, I don't have any family history of nursing. Um, so my experience came through um, visiting people in the hospitals in high school. So I got to see nurses work um, firsthand and just how much they get to care for the patient for 12 hours. You kind of get to build a relationship. And I loved that because relationships are just my forte. I love um, being relational and being able to care for mm -hmm. just a small group of patients um, and really get to know them during those 12 hours. So yeah. I knew right then that I loved it and yeah. have loved it. So I didn't mention uh, in the introduction, but uh, I know you've all worked together. Sometimes you've worked in the same hospitals, not always, but you also live together. So this is kind of a personal question. Do you ever get tired of each other or get on each other's nerves? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yes, we're human. So yeah, definitely. And also, fun fact, none of us have sisters. We didn't grow up with sisters. So oh all of us had brothers. So this is the first time for us <laughs> um, really having that sister relationship. So yeah, sometimes definitely we get annoyed at each other, but it's also very growing to learn how to work through issues. And we've just yeah. become family. Like yeah. When we're with each other's families, we want each other to be there. Yeah. So when I'm home seeing my family and Abby and Hannah aren't there, I want them to be there because they feel like so much part of my family now. So how, how has that developed? And it's helped you, all three of you, to thrive personally, professionally, spiritually. And how do you guys keep each other accountable? Yeah, I think being willing to have the hard conversations. I think because we live with each other and see each other in every aspect, um, sometimes it's easier just to let those things go and not have the hard conversations because I have to see them the next morning and right. live with them, you know, for the next year. Um, but being willing to call each other out on, hey, I see you're struggling in this aspect. Do you want to talk about it? Can we go to the word? Can I be praying for you in this that has really helped us to learn how to be vulnerable and be able to call one another out and say, hey, I see you struggling in yeah. this. Can I help? Did that vulnerability, did that develop? Or was that there from the very beginning with, when you guys f took your first traveling nurse's job? Well, we've lived together for, I think, six years now. So 
you you lived uh, as a student. You probably lived together, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Two years in the dorm, one year off in campus. Cedarville. And, and then since then, so it's been six years yeah. in all, I think. So I think I mean, even when we were un- as students um, together, the vulnerability started um, just with one on ones and being around each other so often. So I think even before we started doing travel nursing, we were very comfortable with each other, not only to call each other out on things, but also being willing to talk about hard things. And just being able to take criticism because it's so hard to do. Everybody struggles with it, but learning how to to do that well. But it's not just taking constructive criticism, which is really important, but I'm sure you're also encouraging one another, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What are, what are some ways that you guys have found to encourage one another? A big one for me, I remember, I will probably always remember this. I don't know that I've ever told you guys this, but when I took the NCLEX, it was a year after you guys. And that's the licensing uh, yeah. exam. And I was so nervous and it was an hour away. So when I got there, I opened my bag and they had written me just the nicest note nice. and um, with scripture in it, just telling me that they were praying for me because they had gone through it and they knew what it was like and just, you know, how scary it is. And I just remember that being such a huge encouragement to me and I still have it. And mm. that kind of stuff happens all the time. Just like we're praying for you. We know, you know, what you're like. We know your struggles, which also means that we can pray for you yeah. better, which is just yeah. so cool. You guys are probably closer than a lot of families, don't you think? I would say so. Yeah. In some ways, you're yeah. your own your your own family. Yeah, yeah. yeah we neat. spend a lot of like holidays together because as a nurse, we work a lot of holidays. Right. And so we're away from all of our families. So all three of us kind of have our own traditions and things that we do for holidays, right. which has made us even closer because neat. we are each other's family right yeah. now. Yeah. Just really special. So back to the NCLEX. No, no reason to worry when you have Dr. Klemek around, right? Oh, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I certainly helped you. Oh, definitely, and people all over the United States will be like, oh, you, he was your professor? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. wow, I'm, you're so lucky. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, he taught us a lot. We're very thankful. Uh, no, no doubt. <laughs> so with the upcoming work in Tucson, this will be your third city where you've all worked as traveling nurses. You've all worked in, at hospitals in Florida, Lima, Columbus, Ohio, and now Tucson, as I mentioned. What motivated you to become travel nurses in the first place? I don't know if anything in particular, um, we had prayed through it a lot going into last fall was when we started. Um, and we were just kind of struggling with kind of feeling uneasy being here and in our current jobs. And so individually, I think we were all praying through it. And then when we came together about it, it was very clear that this is what the Lord has intended for us. We had no idea where we were going, how we were going to make this work, what the future had in store, but we all felt very strongly that, okay, this is an open door. And we prayed for any closed doors and he didn't close any doors. So we just tried to be faithful in that and walking through that. And it was a hard season. So, but it was very special in the long run, knowing that we were faithful in walking through that Mm -hmm. door that the Lord had opened for us. How did your parents respond to, I'm sure they were fine because they believe it's the Lord's will in your life, so that's given, but still it's kind of difficult to see your daughter just travel across the country three months at a time and take a different job. How how were the family relations and situations as this all unfolded? Well, Abby's parents were thrilled because our (laughs) first assignment was 
close to them. So. Oh, Lakeland, Florida. Lakeland, yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> so her mom was overjoyed because. Did you to... stay with your parents? We did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Abby's the youngest, so um, they're empty nesters. So that was a really sweet time. So fun. Um, so they were super excited, but all three of our families are very supportive, I would say. Um, and just so excited that we get to do this this season um, and just have this experience. Yeah. And I think it makes them feel a lot better that they're we're all together. <laughs> I would think so. so. Yeah. Is that the case for you? Becca? Yeah, my family's been very supportive. I think it's unique because we're all, you know, out of college and we're all still single. And so our families, I think all of them got mar- married relatively young. And so this is an interesting transition period for us. Um, and travel nursing has just suited our lifestyle very well being able to just get up and travel whenever, um, but also being able to visit our families right. for longer periods of time than normal too, which has been awesome. What's going to happen? Lord willing, there's a day you guys are all going to get married. <laughs> no. What's going to happen then? That day. You, know, you dread that day. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's very scary. We talk about it a lot because the more trips we go on and the more we visit each other's families and the more our lives just get like entangled. And so I think it will be a very hard day, but also a very good day. We are very excited for whatever God has planned for each of our lives, but it will be very hard to see one person go in. We also are all very content in life as well, knowing that marriage is not guaranteed in life and knowing that that might not be the Lord's will for us. And so just being faithful in the season that we're in while we are single and just, living well where we are now and being encouraging to each other. And that is very helpful. And if that marriage doesn't happen, you're at peace with all that. Yeah. Yeah. You guys can live together yeah. forever. Yeah, for the rest of our lives. <laughs> and travel the continent. Travel the yeah. continent. Do you ever, can you ever travel as a travel nurse internationally? We've talked about it. I don't, I don't know how the licensure works. Do you guys? Not definitely. Mm-hmm. In some countries, nurses aren't valued as well as here in the States. Okay. It really just depends on what country we would go to. Yeah. Um, but I don't know exactly but how the licensing works. We've talked about missions before, um, you know, seeing maybe someday, because we've all been on missions trips, medical right. missions trips, and right. that would that's not outside the question for sure. We would yeah. love that. So when you get your new assignment, do you guys like to have your individual assignments at the same hospital, or does it matter to you guys? We haven't had an assignment all at the same hospital. Me and Abby have been at the same hospital, but all three of us haven't been. So this will be the first time, and I would say we're super excited about that. To have another person that you know yeah. in the hospital is just exciting, very exciting. But otherwise, it it doesn't matter. Do you guys work same shifts typically? So it's possible you'll see each other. Yeah. We try to get all the same shifts, so it's either all day shift or all night shift, and this is all night shift. Okay. Which is cool that we're all on the same shift. (laughs) Is a night shift better than a day shift? I think as a travel nurse, it's a little bit better. There's a little bit less of expectations from the hospital on night shift. There's a lot less going on. Usually people are sleeping. There's not as much family. The doctors aren't around and other therapies like that. So as a travel nurse, I would say for us, it's better. Um, but we all, as staff nurses, were all day shift, and we enjoyed that better as staff nurses. When you know the hospital, you know the staff and yeah. the doctors. So as a travel nurse on the evening shift, like you're going to be in Tucson, does that give you more opportunities to explore and travel around the 
Arizona area? Yes, and it all depends on their their scheduling. Sometimes they block schedule you, so they'll give you all your shifts in a row, mm. which can be hard to work 12-hour shifts, like four of them in a row. Okay. But it's nicer because then you get a lot of days off. So mm. we're not, we don't know if they, what our schedules will be. Okay. How many hours a week do you guys work? 36. 36 yes, yeah, so we have four days off, which is nice because then we can kind of explore whatever city or town we're in on those four days off. So, so exciting. I, as we <laughs> talked, you're going to Tucson. What are you looking forward to? With your trip to Tucson, Becca? Um, I've heard that Tucson is more of like a college town, and mm -hmm. I love college ministry. I was an RA here on campus, and okay. I love that ministry and pouring into young adults. It's such a formative few years of their lives. Um, so I'm excited to find a church in that area that I'm sure will have a lot of college students, and just being able to invest in that is what I'm excited about. What about the other two of you? What are you looking forward to to your trip to Tucson? Probably that it's not going to be cold. You won't have to worry about that. <laughs> we're uh, snowbirds. Yeah, right? <laughs> Definitely. So we're excited that it's going to be warm. And then it's five-ish hours from the Grand Canyon. So we'll mm -hmm. probably take at least one trip there and just I would hope. So the length of your contract is, what, three months? Mm -hmm. Three months. Have you started working on what comes after Tucson? Not yet. The contracts for um, travel nurses are a little bit different. So they only come out like about a month before and so it's a little hard for us to plan ahead because we don't know what the travel nurse market is going to look like then. If okay. they're going to need a lot of travel nurses or they're not going to need and we're yeah. going to have to, you know, go to a big city where they need more nurses. So it kind of just depends. Um, so our last two contracts, we've been fortunate to get them quickly. Our first contract, we had to wait a little bit longer because the market was down a little bit. So it just depends. So is, is it possible for you to renew what the hospital you're going to? Yeah, usually they, I mean, they need nurses, so they always ask if you want to re-up. But we just, it's fun to go to a new city, you know. So you're on the verge of Tucson. What city would you like to go to next? If, if it's up to you, Abby has, a, Abby has something there. She has a big grin. Uh, what city would you like to go to next if you could? Well, we do have our Colorado license right now. Um, so we've kind of been throwing that one out a lot. Like Denver? Um, Denver area, yes. They have a lot of hospitals in the suburbs of Denver. Okay. Um, so we would love to do like Rocky Mountain National Park and sure. stuff out there. We're not sure about the winter. Um, so we might do another state in the area like Texas or something like that and then do Colorado later. Um, but we do have that license already, so that makes it nice. It's an easy state to go to. If you can handle the Cedarville winters, you can handle <laughs> Colorado. We're just nervous about the mountains and yeah. the snow. Yeah, right? that's true. So. What about the other two? I would love to go to Maine in the fall. Oh, yeah. Um, that would probably be for me, but Colorado definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm a big skier. My family skis. Um, so I'd love to go to Colorado in the winter. If it, it does make me nervous to drive. Yeah. <laughs> so as we are nearing the end of our podcast, I just have a few more questions, but I want to pivot the conversation. We were talking about nursing, which is great, but I want to bring in the, the spiritual component in. So when you go to a new city, it can be difficult to plug into a new church. And I, and I can tell by talking with you before we started recording and even now that plugging into a local church is important to you. How do you go about finding where to worship and get plugged in and not just be a consumer of the service? Yeah, we really haven't had to find a church on our own yet. So Tucson will be the first time that we're looking on our own. Good. When we were in Lakeland, we got to go um, to the same church as Abby's family. 
um, which was very encouraging. But it is something that's super important to all of us. So while we were here in Ohio, we went to our home churches, which is something that I even considered. When you say home churches, you're talking about Cedarville? Yes. Because okay, you lived here in Dayton and you yep. just commuted to Lima or Columbus. Correct. Okay. We're all members at our churches here in Beaver Creek and Centerville. So um, Tucson will be the first place we have to find a church. We've talked to a few friends that know people in the Phoenix, Tucson area, so yeah. we haven't found anything yet, but I know that's something that's important to us. Isn't it imperative to have a good place to build community and, and fellowship in, with? Oh, definitely. One thing that we were just talking about the other day um, was that every contract has just looked different. And here we have friends our age, but in Lakeland, there really wasn't anybody our age. So what plugging in looked like for us was um, being friends with the past youth pastor and his wife and then watching their kids and pouring into the young families and really spending time with them. And then also a couple older couples that we got close to. And it just looks different every time, yeah. but um, it's important wherever you go yeah. to have those believers in your life. So you... Guys, probably the only experience you have of of looking for a new church is when you really came here to Cedarville as freshmen. So yep. how do you build community? How do you seek it out? How do you think you'll seek it out when you go to Tucson? Probably just finding a church early. It's, if you only have three months, it's I think it's important to find one early that you can really, right. I mean, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to be theologically sound and then just jumping right. in completely. and um, just getting involved in whatever ways you can. So for us, it could be hosting um, or we're also very mobile because we don't have kids or we're not married. So we're able to watch kids and right. stuff like that. And people appreciate that. And it's a huge relationship point. Yeah. So definitely that. What about you, Abby? How, how do you hope to build community or find community when you're out in Tucson? Yeah, I'm, I agree with Hannah, like getting involved early, um, being able to serve alongside of people is a big way to minister to them and to get involved in the church, serving in the local body. Um, and just, again, it's a college town, so we are excited to get involved in the college kids' um, lives and stuff like that. Um, so I think it will look a little bit different than our Lakeland experience, which was a lot of young families and older people. And I think this contract will be a lot of younger people, but we're excited to see what that looks like and um, see how that grows us. And yeah. I have time for maybe a question or two, and I'm going to point it to Becca. So as we close the program, I'm interested in hearing from really each of you, though, what's been the most exciting part for you to be as a travel nurse from your experience as a travel nurse? What's your highlight? So working with pediatrics is a little bit different because a lot of times the kids aren't talking to you much. You deal a lot with the families. But I think my experience has been more with my coworkers, being able to pray for them for the rest of my life and knowing where I met certain coworkers in what cities um, yeah. and still being able to reach out to them. And while three months is not a lot of time to invest in someone's life, um, it's still enough time to be a light and to be an encouragement um, in those coworkers' yeah. lives because... Yeah. They don't see that a lot. And so I think that's probably my favorite part. Yeah, and three months is still enough time to have an impact in someone's life. In, yeah, and definitely. you may never never know this side of eternity what kind of impact you've had. How about you, Abby? 
Yeah, I mean, Becca said all the good spiritual things, so I will just tell you the fun things. Um, But it is so fun to get to go to a new city, and we love coffee. If you know anything about us, it is we will always be at the local coffee shops. So even on this trip out west, we got to explore all the local coffee shops and got to meet the locals. And so it's so fun to go to a new city and be able to get immersed in the culture that way and go to coffee shops and local shops and um, just explore the downtowns. And Arizona is blessed with a lot of national parks and um, beauty in that way. And so that is just so fun to be able to do it with my best friends and just travel the country and get to explore all the things that God has created. Mm, that's so neat. Cool. Um, I will say a part that I've really loved is trying different types of nursing that I probably wouldn't have picked otherwise. Um, we've all done different specialties that we wouldn't have picked as a staff nurse for months, you know, and we just get to do it for a couple months. And um, that's been really cool to grow us as individuals, but as like our nursing profession as well. Um, and learning just different specialties. And I feel like we've all just very benefited from that. So before I ask the final question, I, I was just thinking, so how do you guys make decisions to, as, <laughs> as a group? How, like, is there, is there one of you like the, the more dominant one and, and she makes the decisions and you guys all follow suit or how does this all work? Because uh, there's a lot of decisions day to day that you yeah. guys can be involved in. We're all very easygoing, not, any one of us really likes to make decisions. Um, but because I'm pediatrics, it's a little bit harder for me to find a job. They're much more few than for adult nurses. Um, so we kind of look at the cities that I have opportunities in and then kind of go from there. So really, I get a job first and then they apply for the they jobs. follow in the city. you. Yeah. You're the leader. <laughs> so I'm the leader, not yes. by choice. but <laughs> That's great. So my last question as we close the program is, we have people listening to the podcast all over the country. Actually, maybe even say it farther. All over the world. More than 37,000 people have listened to the program in countries that you know and obviously the United States. So how can our audience pray for you? What should they pray for you as as you make this trek? This program will air after you have left for Tucson. So what can they pray for you in your first month in Tucson? That we find a church quickly. Definitely. I know we've said that already. But another one would definitely just be for our light to mainly our coworkers, our patients as well, for sure. But um, our coworkers we work with every night and we just you don't even realize the impact until later. Like somebody just messaged me the other day and asked how I was doing and had a question about, you know, where I am. And you just don't imagine that kind of impact. So pray that we'll just be a light and that we we'll know what to say to them. Anything else to add? Um, I think even as we submerse ourselves into the community, just learning how to be in the moment and not be expecting or looking in the past of what's next or what was behind us, um, but really living in the moment and being involved in that local church or that community that we're in, whether that's volunteering or what we're doing, um, but really being in the moment because as a travel nurse, you are always trying to plan ahead or thinking about the past, the things that, that we've left. Um, and so I think just praying for us to be still and be okay. really immersed in what God has us. Abby, any final word? Yeah, I think they summed it up pretty well. Um, yeah, just flexibility in the hospitals and just 
just calmness of our hearts in the first few weeks is obviously the hardest part for us because it's very different in every season um, and not comparing it to our last contracts. um, It's very easy to do, but just being content in where we are. And if it's not what we expected to be content that this is what the Lord had for us. It'll be a great learning opportunity one way or the other, right? Yes, Mm -hmm. very true. Always is. (laughs) Well, ladies, I want to thank you for spending uh, the last 30 minutes or so with us on the podcast. I'm excited to to follow your journey. I know Sarah Gump will keep me informed what's going on. And <laughs> if there's a blog or anything like that, I'll, I'll look for you guys. And and uh, as I think about you and your training here at Cedarville and just the high character that you guys have demonstrated even today in, in the recording, um, I think our nursing professions is re- is in really good condition with people like yourself caring for patients in all kinds of situations. So thank you for serving that way. And um, thank you for joining me this week on the Cedarville Stories podcast. It's great to have you. Thank you, Brad. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to the Cedarville Stories podcast brought to you by Cedarville University. If you were encouraged by today's episode, share it with a friend. Please rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast provider. And connect with us at Cedarville on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And be sure to come back next week when we'll hear another inspiring Cedarville story for God's glory.